You press record. Press record, mate. There you go. You want this? Yeah, go on. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, bloody good. <laughs> oh, you know what that means. It's time to do a podcast. Big time. This podcast contains information about health and medicine, but it is not intended as a substitute for personal professional medical advice. Remember to consult your healthcare providers for information for you and your partner that is specific to your situation. After all, you shouldn't take medical advice from someone called Daddy. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Call Me Daddy, a podcast dedicated to elevating your game to hot dad status or big puppy energy. Through discussing modern day challenges that school forgot to teach us, like how to sleep comfortably while your wife breastfeeds the baby at 2am, or today's topic, the newborn phase. Yes, big podcast this, mate. Every other episode sort of been leading up to this. Yeah. Where you've actually got a baby. Yeah, exactly. And that was, I was like racking my brains as to like what actually happened in those phases, but I'm like right in the thick of the newborn phase. So yeah, we're going to be leaning on you a lot this pod. Yeah. Oh, well, it should be easy. I'm pretty sleep deprived, so uh, hopefully yeah. I can remember what's You've forgotten going on. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh, wow. So that is us today, isn't it? The newborn phase. How interesting. Yeah. But before we get into that, I've, a- heard, I've heard a rumor, David. Yeah, and I reckon anyone who's got a um, an astute ear on them have probably picked up that we've had a few um, little jokes here and there that might indicate something. Yeah. And that thing is that we are expecting baby number two. Hey! hey! How good is that? Yeah, 15 weeks in now, so um, very excited. Congratulations, mate. That is so very exciting. Thanks, mate. I bet it's going to be great having a toddler and a newborn. So I can't it'll, wait. It'll make for good content. <laughs> All big time. Oh, that's yep. so good, man. Congratulations. Good job. I think the words you used uh, to describe yourself when you found out was, uh, did you say, we are baby making machines? Is yes. that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're yeah. not wrong. And it sort of feeds into um, episode one when we told our birth story. And yeah. I explain myself as the golden bullet. Because <laughs> uh, this time it's happening again. First time trying. Boom. So pregnant, good. mate. That's so good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations, hey? Yeah. One yeah. of the lucky few. Yeah. That, well, that's it, mate. Use it if you've got it. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Right. So, after your nice... Sorry. After your beautiful uh, announcement, should we jump into the newborn phase? This is good prep for you, mate. Because you're going to be here pretty soon. Pretty much every pod that we've yeah. done so far is good prep. Yeah, I know. Eh? It's actually yeah. good going back. And I think um, when we first released episode one, I don't think I knew yet. So it's actually worked out really well. Oh, perfect. Yeah, big time. Maybe so, it's the podcast that um, sort of like increased us your virility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. Oh, it's shit. a high test podcast, so naturally you'd have a big sperm count afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, I don't that's know what I like that. to think, anyhow. Yeah, exactly. All right, so yeah, you've uh, gone through the labour. Yeah, so we did labour. You've got a bub. Yep. What the fuck do you do now? <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you say that because I've spoken to a few people and like you know they are at this moment where they're holding the baby and they go, oh, oh shit, no, yeah. And I remember like because so, I was told that and I spoke to our obstetrician before the birth and I was like, is there anything I need to like know? And she goes like, nah, nah, the midwives will help you. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm not like, a, like I usually wing things, right? But like, mm. you know, this I needed to have, to have like stuff. 
I knew nothing. I knew nothing no. about like uh, like how to look after a baby specifically. Do you know what I mean? I was okay with the hospital situation and all that kind of stuff, but like looking after a baby, I was like, what am I going to do here? Yeah, they um, it's really weird. They actually come out and there's not a manual that comes out with them. <laughs> so yeah, you know. don't know what to do. But I'm a classic <laughs> bloke, so even if it did, I wouldn't have read it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know this. <laughs> um, so the first night, why don't we start with that? That's a great place to start. What was your first night like? Oh, man, it was hectic. We we obviously had a very long birth. Mm. So we were both exhausted. Oh, yeah, and I think Maeve, yeah, Maeve came along around 2 p.m. So um, had the afternoon together. Obviously, after birth, they get changed and whatnot. And then yeah. you get a hold and a cuddle and whatnot. And then you slowly make your way to the maternity ward where yeah. you're staying for the night. And um, I remember Maeve was asleep and me and Bree finally got some shut eye. Yeah. And it was Brie on a bed, Maeve in her little bassinet, yeah. and then me next to... So, Maeve was pretty much sandwiched in between us. Yeah. yeah. And um, Maeve was crying for, like, minutes, and <laughs> Brie was awake, and she'd just given birth, so she couldn't get up. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. she's just yelling my name, and I'm just fast asleep <laughs> Mate, like a rock. it's exhausting supporting your partner <laughs> yeah, while they go it's through so the hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just remember the first night was so surreal. And I was just like jacked up on adrenaline. Yeah. And like got sleep where I could, but I don't know. I was just time watching the whole night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We didn't, I don't think we got any like support like you did where yeah, the midwives we, we came in. Yeah. So we were sort of maybe for an hour max. But um, yeah, it's crazy. You're like feeding for the first time. You're yeah. changing nappies for the first time. It's just it was a whole a- new experience. That's, yeah, it was so, like, I mean, it's interesting to say that because obviously we have different experiences. So, for us, like, first night, we had baby early in the morning. uh, So, we had the whole day kind of, like, leading up to it. And, you know, we had the elective season. So, there was, it's not like we had, like, we weren't tired, more tired than usual. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, we were nervous and we didn't sleep that well the night before and we'd slept in the hospital. Um, So, like, yeah, that's like... You know, when people complain about going to a motel, it's like, oh, it's just not my bed. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much how we felt. So, like, <laughs> compared to you and your situation, like, you know, we had it pretty easy. But, um, like, the first night, I just geared myself up just for, like, carnage. Yeah. You know? And then what ended up happening is, like, you know, we had we fed a couple of times, had fed during the day and stuff. Come night time, like, we got everything ready, had a, had a sleep. But while we were getting ready to go to bed... <clears throat> Lawson was asleep and uh, the midwife comes in. They're like, oh, you know, we, we can take him. And I was like, what? Yeah, so good. Yeah, I was like, it is awesome. And, like, if you get this opportunity, you should 100% do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, because I at first I was like, oh, what am I? No, I have to prove that I'm a good father first, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, before you take him. And then they basically said, you're going to be doing this for a long time. So, you know, you probably take need the rest. Night. Yeah. yeah. And so we said, to them, okay, we come in at about two and, like, you know, if if we need any help. Um, you can take him then. And naturally, by the time it was like two, we were woken up. We we're like, yeah, you go on, go on, you take him. <laughs> yeah. And we were expecting, I've th- I said this before, but we were expecting him to come back like within an hour after being fed and like changed or whatever. And like we would have just had a bit of shut eye. But when she came back in, it was like seven in the morning and it was like, oh, brand new day Happy gets days. stuck into yeah, it. Yeah, so good. Um, but, you know, at least for you, like when you were feeding for the first time um, or Brie was feeding for the first time, was there somebody around to help with like any of that? Oh, I to be honest, I can't actually remember. Oh, there would have been, yeah. There yeah. was definitely a midwife supporting, trying to get baby to latch. Yeah. Um, but 
Bree being a midwife and spending time on the ward previously, she, she sort of knew what, what was going to happen yeah. um, and what to try and when. Um, but yeah, there was definitely midwife support helping yeah. latching and whatnot. Um, we actually had a bit of trouble with breastfeeding at the start, but we oh, had- Oh, um, yeah, so did we. Like we spoke I, about- I couldn't get it to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, like we spoke about in the last pod about collecting your colostrum and like freezing it, getting ready for- I don't remember speaking about that on the last pod, so Didn't I we? hope we did. Oh, no. Actually, this was something we were meant to talk about that we forgot. <laughs> but essentially, Classic. leading up to labor, there's a period where you can collect the colostrum from- Yeah, what's colostrum your- though? Colostrum is the first little bit of nutrients that come out of your- wife's nipple and do you know what's so weird so like we all know that like um boobs produce milk so when i remember renee we were collecting colostrum in the lead up right they give you syringes you just gotta like suck it up and it was like coming out like this weird clear liquid yeah right like like real goopy stuff i was like what the hell is this like it didn't it didn't meet any of my like i could have remembered the colostrum being like yellow well i'm sure like it can come in like different colors and stuff like that um I wouldn't know. Like, yeah. Anyways, we had a bunch of colostrum, like Bridges. Ah, oh, see, we went early, so we barely it. had any. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I right. recommend this. I honestly like recommend this because, like, you probably having gone through that situation and had heaps and were able to utilize it. We had barely any. Yeah. Okay. Not for want of trying. We came three weeks early. Right. And the, yes. And that's why. Oh, we, like, and you so got the surprise on. the day before that you're going to go into labor the next day. Yeah. yeah. That's that's. So that three, complicates things. Yeah, three <laughs> yeah. weeks of not being able to do it. So, like, my recommendation in this situation, like, if I if it's happens again, like, the minute you can, we'll be just harvesting. We'll be going yeah. for it. And it puts a lot less pressure on you yeah. to latch. Like, yeah. you've got this little reserve over to the side of colostrum if you need it. Yes. Yeah. Now, how big are the syringes you harvest the colostrum in? Oh, they would have been, like, two or three mil. Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah. All right. And I didn't know this. Um Shame on me, but I didn't know this going into it. It's like the baby's stomach is about the size of a blueberry in the first day. Yeah. So they only take like two mils of colostrum. Yeah. So if you're like harvesting, like, oh, I've only got a mil. So I was like, that's going to go a long way. Yeah, like, it's half a food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, you know, it's, it's funny. I think about that now when like Lawson's just like pounding down 160 mils of yeah, like that's crazy. milk. At, <laughs> at I don't think your months. baby needs 160 <laughs> mils, mate. Do, do you know he we, could probably afford to go on a two-week diet, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> he needs to go on one of those like um, functional fitness, like six-week yeah. challenges. He's looking very healthy. He is. Well, very, all, very healthy. Yes, all uh, every single part of him is <laughs> yeah. healthy, isn't he? But he's, he I think he, the way you said is he's quite an ample baby. <laughs> yeah. He he actually might be the chubbiest baby I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Bloody cute, though. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And at least we know that Renee can take a, a three-week holiday of breastfeeding and he'll still be fine. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can afford to go on a fast. Um, you mentioned this before, too. So, like, collecting colostrum is, like, one thing. And then you have the syringes that you can feed him or her for that matter, feed your baby. Yeah. But the midwives will come out and the breast uh, care specialist and all that kind of stuff. They will actually try and get you to, or I say you, but your wife to be able to latch to breastfeed for the first time. Yeah. Now, all right. Where we were was great. The one criticism I could uh, offer, not the facility, but the individuals that we dealt with, is that everybody has their opinion on how to achieve breastfeeding with, and they sort of like convey that with like absolute certainty. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. kind of like when you ask your dad for some advice and then he <laughs> yeah. tells you one way to do it and he's so certain that there's no other way to do it. It was kind of like that, but for like yeah. breastfeeding. Yeah. And what we ended up finding is that like when Renee was just like told the basics of w- what she needs, because like one thing that you just simply don't know is that when the baby latches, like you look at a nipple and like you think he's going... On the, on the little nip. No, nah, big no. But it's not. He has to literally take like a hamburger bite because the nip tip has to be at the back of his throat or yeah. her throat. Yeah. Um, sorry to gender your baby, whoever is listening to this podcast. <laughs> but um, the nip's got to be at the back of the throat, right? So like you don't know that. So you've got to try and figure out a way to get that much boob into the mouth. Um, and then there's all these different variables, right? So the babies can have tongue ties, cheek ties, all sorts of bits and bobs thusly, which can make it more difficult for them to latch. Like Lawson's actually got what's known as a high palatine arch. Ooh, what a Jesus. word. Um, that's just like the, the roof of his mouth is very high. Like, yeah, right. Okay. You know, um, and so that makes some things a little bit more difficult. But everybody comes in there like, yeah, this is how you do it. And after a while, it's just a motor skill that you have to learn. Like you figure out your own way to do it, like effective way to do it. Yeah, big time. And I think... Um we had a little bit of trouble latching and we ended up having to use a nipple shield. Yeah. And if you're first time dad, you've got no idea what a nipple shield is. Yeah. We use them too, actually. Yeah. They actually held heaps. Um, yeah. Pr- I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's essentially a nipple, a plastic nipple that goes over the top of yeah. your wife's nipple and it's, it's got some condom. holes in it. Yeah. It's a nipple condom that's... Got um, a few holes in it <laughs> to allow milk to come out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we used those for the first few months, I think. Yeah. And look, so did we. Because like the thing is, like the breastfeeding is like fairly rough on the nipple. And like a lot of the pain and cracking, I didn't realize this either. But that comes from the baby not latching properly and that nipple not being at the back of the throat. Yeah, right. Okay. So if, if the baby's like squashing the nipple or like, you know, doing his little gummy chew on it, then that causes a lot of problems. So the nipple shields are actually quite good to build resilience. Yeah, cool. So we use them for sure. Um, but fact of the matter is just ask a bunch, like if you have one person come in and you're like, cause this is the other thing too, like no, a lot of, well, not a lot, but there, there are a fair few of our friends who don't, who never really got an adequate latch. And there are so many variables that can lead to that. So don't stress out, right? There's always a way. And like you and I both have the opinion that fed is best, but at least this was sort of like our experience. And the thing is what in our experience, if we only did it the way that we were told, we never would have been able to do it. So we yeah. kind of did figure it out ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Um, Plenty of ways to skin a cat. You got to find the one that works for you. Yeah, that's it. And mix yeah. and match with all the advice. Just ask everybody and see what they have to say. And just like, yeah. And, and if it doesn't work, like, I don't know if I said this in the last podcast, but we've like started supplementing with, um, uh, what do you formula. call it? With formula. Yeah. 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 yeah you can tell. <laughs> we let him eat the formula dry just out of the tin <laughs> he's so big now um but yeah so like we did that because you know every so often um he'd be a bit rough on the nips and stuff like that and yeah. just to give it a break <clears throat> and stuff but anyhow enough of that uh, actually no not enough of that coming back to that nipple confusion brother um now we were told in the beginning that you shouldn't use bottles and dummies because it might cause something called nipple confusion. Right. Okay. And that has been entirely incorrect in our circumstance. Yeah, okay. So not to denigrate or like anybody who has experienced a baby with nipple confusion because our neighbor, she's busy trying to get her, weaning her kid from the breast of the bottle and her kid just won't take a bottle. Yeah, it's insane. No, way. no and, it's and so like, hard. We've been through it as well. Oh, you have as well? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, oh, I just feel sorry. Like, 
what we did. So interestingly enough, they say, when do they say to uh, give a dummy? Like it's. I think it's not for the first month. Okay. Have a listen to this. Right. Our baby was a. <laughs> That's your daughter there trying to get yeah, into the podcast room. <laughs> That's cute. Um, she has to wait there until you're done. <laughs> Did you give her a yeah, dog bowl? Yeah, there's no one else home. Did you, yeah, did you give her a dog bowl? So she- no, she's out there with um, your cat. It's fine. <laughs> uh, um, what was I saying? Uh, our baby came early and through Caesar because there was a lot of uh, like amniotic fluid around the baby and it was causing a potential risk. And so when baby came out, he had a little bit of fluid just in his lungs that hadn't come out properly. And so he was grunting. So they had to try and get that out. So he went into like the special care for a couple of hours and they whacked a dummy straight in his mouth. And so, really? Yeah, we'd been told. They did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, okay. special care nurse gets a dummy, like didn't ask us or anything, which I'm really happy with. Like I, I, like she's the expert. I'm definitely not the expert. Yeah. But it's not like when I, the reason I highlight that is like, it's not like it even crossed her mind that it, she should. The, it the must baby. just be a tactic due to the fluid in the lungs then. Yes, yeah, it is. Like she's not going to do it out of, for no reason. No, I don't think it was out. It was yeah. specific because, like, we positioned him better to get fluid out of his lungs and got him sucking on that just to, like, yeah, try cool. and deal with that. But ever since I said to her, I was like, oh, well, could we just keep doing that? And she goes, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so nice. we did. Yeah. Cool. And it's caused no problems. Yeah, may have had a dummy after one week. Yeah, good. Just how, helps her settle. Yeah. No, it's been fine. Yeah, even if it gives you, like, three seconds of, like, stopping crying. Exactly. It's, quite it's nice. worth it. Yeah. It's called a pacifier, as if it, like, pacifies the kid, but it actually pacifies us by just <laughs> yeah. giving us, like, a little bit of respite. No, 100%. No, totally agree with that. Uh, right. So once we were pretty like established, so the bottle didn't happen for a while. Um, it took us like a couple of weeks to do that. But um, what else happened straight off the? Oh yeah, go on. Sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. But the um, going back to the bottles. Yes, I think it's probably worthwhile, even if you're going to just breastfeed only. Is to introduce a bottle relatively early as well. Yeah, so we did that. So before formula, we were using the bottle. Like yeah, just to get them used to that nipple as well. Because yeah. what your um, neighbours experience and what we experience about trying to get them back on the bottle wouldn't happen if you're using both. Yeah, okay. And if something was to happen that your um, supply, your wife's supply ran out. Yeah. Or whatnot, and you need to move to formula. Yeah. It'd just be such an easier transition if occasionally. You're using a bottle and there's no, yeah. um, like, weaning off the, the nip, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually interesting you say that. So, like, uh, this was the trajectory of, like, Renee's milk supply. It came in hard and fast uh, and baby was getting adequate. And then I think her body was like, oh, guys, I don't know if this is, like, cost effective. Sustainable, so, so, yeah. Yeah, so her, like, body management system, like, you know, had an audit and was like, oh, we need to pull back on the milk supply. Yeah, right. And so, like... I don't know. It was like a couple of weeks in. All of a sudden, like Lawson was just like super hungry and unhappy. And we're like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Okay. And like, it was actually like, you know, she, she then needed stimulus to create more. Yeah. So it was actually really beneficial to have that capacity because she would pump in between feeds yep. and generate some milk and we would just stockpile that milk. Yeah. So good. And then use that in like, you know, and then anytime we needed to, we'd use that in a bottle and Renee could then pump while I was using the bottle again. Yeah. Probably worthwhile saying that you can only freeze breast milk for three months until you then need to discard it or you can use it in a bath or something. Yeah. You, yeah. That is true. And also like, um, there's, I think you can keep it like, what is it like? Four fridge. Days four days. Fridge? Yeah. 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 
And then um, I think you can keep it outside in the sun for uh, six weeks. Is that? Is that... <laughs> yeah, roughly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't. We tend not to leave anything out. To be honest with you, like if it if it's out and it's not done within like the hour of the feed, then it just. I think goes... it's two hours. Is roughly is two hours? when yeah. you should get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. We just use but it for the bath. In Australia, yeah. it's probably like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, true. it depends on the climate. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so, what else? What else happened for you in the first sort of day? Um, skin to skin contact, something that's talked about quite a bit. Yes. Um, especially as the dude, because yes. you don't have that general bond that's the mother. Um, baby has it's um yeah so sorry to get the baby used to your scent okay can i ask are you talking about skin to skin with the baby for you yes really interesting because like the concept behind like this is almost a little bit divisive from what i've found right like naturally like you do it in the end but like did you how did this go for you did you like rip your shirt off and go for it did they try and do that really quickly was it driven by you no i didn't do it until we got to the ward i didn't do it straight after birth um, I could have. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why I'd, I shouldn't have. Yeah. But yeah, essentially, yeah. Because I ask some people about this and they're like, I don't think it really matters that much, mate. You'd be right. Probably doesn't. But uh, if it's going to provide a 0.1% extra bond between you and your child, why not? Oh, it's those marginal gains, mate. Whatever yeah, you can mate. get. One percent is come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know when it'll come in handy. Yeah. Um, so no- you didn't do any skin to skin then or... Oh, look, not formally, but like, you know. You don't have to sign a document to do it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you either did it or you didn't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was very informal, our skin to skin. But I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I wear shirts and don't button them up and stuff like that properly. Yeah, so. true. Like, <laughs> I, there was definitely all that kind of stuff. And I, yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting because I think there is like a, con- a feeling out there. So if, in the Caesar land, because mum can't always skin to skin, they skin to skin with dad. Yeah, okay. Um, but we didn't really <clears throat> go with that. Like specifically, like when we got back to the ward, we were all about it. Yeah. And then like, you know, with the skin to skin, it's like quite easy when the baby comes out and all that kind of stuff. But like eventually you have to learn to like dress them. Yeah. That's and hard. Did you dress? So you dress Lawson first yeah. time? Yeah. So I like, Weird, I think eh? we spoke about this in the first ep or whatever, where I was like being told that I had to change the nappy and it was like a test. The like special care nurse was like testing me. But like after that, like I had to dress the baby and you're just like, you just have no idea how to, like I was so terrified about hurting fingers and toes. And like, I know their bones are pliable, but like, you know. Yeah. So did you change him after birth though? Like from coming out? No. Yeah. Okay. So I did the first change. So the midwife took Maeve out of, out of Brie. <laughs> Unpacked Maeve. We did some skin to skin on Brie. Yeah. Wiped Maeve. And yeah. then the midwife took her, cleaned her out, uh, cleaned her down and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, do you want to change her into her onesie? Oh. So like right after the birth, I'm Dude. changing Maeve. I was just like, oh my God. Like it was so surreal. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't think I did. I think they kind of did it. They probably did it themselves. Yeah, may have done. It was yeah. so like everything was like so surreal. It, like I don't yeah. remember, but that kind of would have been nice. But for your first, like you'd have no idea. No idea. I like think, how do I get her arm through? I think you have no idea how to do this. We should actually try and find some like educational material because like one of the things I struggle with is like when you change a baby, so the inner ones in, you need to take them out. Getting their hands out, you're like, how the bloody hell am I going to get their hands out? And I found like if you get your finger, just put it at the like nook of their arm or the cubital fossa, just the nook of their arm, and you pull like down. They, their arm like folds in a way that it should and it's really easy just to get the thing off but like nobody t- tells you that so I'd love to actually um, 
Like I probably wouldn't put a video up of me like changing my baby. No, but maybe no. we can like find something that's a little bit more beneficial than that. Yeah, I don't um obviously don't remember changing Maeve as a newborn and like the technique around it all. <laughs> but um, I would always just pull the sleeve. Oh, yeah, maybe that works until eventually. Just, oh, this is the other thing too. Like, um, fashion's great, hey, and having a cute looking baby is great. <laughs> but do you know what's greater? Having money. Oh yeah, having money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not ha- spending heaps of money on seed. Oh, I thought that was where you're going. No, no, not well. I mean, I look probably subconsciously that's why I've gone here. But like, um, ease of use of baby clothes. Oh yeah, big so time. So you gotta have like a zip from top to bottom, and if it doesn't have a zip from top to bottom, then it's got to be double zipped. Oh, you got to be yeah. able to go any way you want. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about. I this. hate the one way zipper. Oh, it annoys me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Give me both options for when I need it. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) And I hate buttons. Yeah, buttons. Anything with a button is just dumb. What are those click button things? That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like- Oh, sorry. I sort of, yeah, should have um, explained it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, what are they called? I'd love to know what they're called, but there's like press buttons that click together. Yeah, exactly. No, they're pretty garb. Like the the guy at the YKK factory or whatever it's called, you know how every zip's got YKK written on it? Yeah, right. There's like a thing behind it. But anyways, like like that guy- Invented an awesome thing. Oh, genius. A zip is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So just, that's way easier. I could that. I could not imagine wearing clothes with those click buttons. No. Like how uncomfortable would that be? Yeah, super uncomfortable. Yeah, nah. Especially if you had them at your gooch like babies do. Exactly. Yeah. Especially pajamas. <laughs> yeah, I <know>. like, <laughs> That's going to be so uncomfortable. Yeah. No wonder why your baby's crying all night. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with yeah, not being yeah. fed. It's your fault you chose the wrong clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the only other thing we need to talk about is the tests that are done in hospital. Oh, yeah, good point. So, because we spent five days in hospital afterwards. Like, they were, it was really nice like that. Um, they came around. Oh, so we had the vaccine. So, like, we were down with the vitamin K and the hep B vax, whatever you want to do. That's, you know, you're a, your kid. You make a decision about that. Yeah. But we were for it. And then um, they came around and did a hearing test. Correct. Yeah. Um, which was, was kind of cute. They make them wear, like... Uh, Big ass headphones. Big ass headphones. <laughs> yeah. And they have like EEG monitors on their head, just two like dots on their head. Yeah. And I think they just play them notes and they just recognize whether or not there's like neural activity that's happening in their They brain. have to be awake, don't they? No, they have to be asleep. Asleep. Okay. Yeah. yeah I knew it was one or the other. Because yeah. otherwise there's too much artifact. Like, you know, they're, they're getting yes, stimulated by okay. Else. Got you. But I was telling my mum this actually. <laughs> and she goes, because my sister's eight years younger than me. When uh, Robin is the name. And when mum was like, oh, when Robin was born, the way they did a hearing test was they just clapped above her. And if she like had a startle <laughs> reflex, they're like, yep, she she's can good. <laughs> yeah, love it. <laughs> uh, she's going to be a lawyer. All right. So let's transition out of hospital. You're mm. back home. What was super nerve wracking for me was the drive home. Really? Yeah. Like putting her in the car seat for the first time, it was a bit weird. Yeah. Like, you got to get used to the car seat and yeah. putting her in and making sure she's safe and whatnot. Yeah. But I just remember the drive home, I've never driven, like, so <laughs> safe in my life. Yeah. Like, usually I'm, you know, six to ten kilometers over the speed limit. <laughs> Road rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Um, but, yeah, I was just, like, super cautious. Yeah. And, like, my whole mindset around driving has changed since. Yeah. Like the road rage comes out every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I don't road rage well, uh, well, ever. I'm such a good really boy. good on you. No, um, well, anyone's in the car with me. That's because you're the shit driver on the road. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had the same feeling of sort of wanting to like be overly protective. And I remember driving, like going across the first intersection, being like, I don't trust anyone else in it. Yeah, every other car's a risk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like I've never seen so many bad drivers in my life as the day that I had to drive my kid home. Yeah. And I think it was just because it was like hyper vigilant and like hyper critical of everyone. Yeah, you're yeah. super defensive on the way you're driving. Dude, and we had to drive an hour back home. It was, I mean, you actually, yeah, true, fair, actually. You probably were too, but I was on the motorway doing like 110, which is legal. Um, yeah. In the school. Kilometers <laughs> for our American friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Not yeah. miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 true. Um, yeah, doing 110 of the old um, Queen's metric system. Uh, about 60 miles, guys. Uh, and look, even that was like nerve wracking just going at that kind of speed, but I was like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never, like it's never been an issue before. You're checking every mirror every second. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It just plays in your head a bit, doesn't it? And then you get home. Then the next challenge, introducing your pets. Well, I I feel like this may have been easier for you because your pet is far kinder than mine. Mine's the devil. (laughs) Yeah. In general, I was um, quite comfortable. But the first meeting is always going to be a bit bit of a challenge. Because you've got a dog, don't you? A dog. Called Daisy. Daisy, who's a psycho. You got to remember that she was only she is a she was only like a year and a half at the time, so yeah. still pretty much a puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just she did a Labrador what? cross border collie. So essentially, the energy of a border collie. Did you ever watch the Wild Thornberries? No. Oh, I was like Nickelodeon show. There's a, a kid called Donny who was like a wild child, and that's yeah, what right. your dog's like. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, it's an interesting introduction, right? Yeah. Like, did you do anything specifically? Like, did you get somebody to take uh, like a garment home from the hospital so that Daisy could smell it before? No, I don't think so. Look, we had all plans to do that because, like, our cat is, um, how do you put it? An anus, right? And he's like, you can't trust him. And he loves being petted and second to loving being pet, only small, like, just second to loving being petted. He loves to bite you. Yeah. And, like, sometimes the lines are blurred between. Uh, right and wrong for him. <laughs> and so if you're just around, he might just bite you out of no, like for no reason. Yeah. Um, and so we're so worried about this with the cat, uh, with, with, with uh, Lawson. And I said to her now, I was like, this cat is going to get ejected if, um, like I'll delete him if, if, <laughs> like, if we can't trust him. And the weirdest thing happened. He was totally fine. Yeah, he's he, been good ever since. Yeah. And he hates Lawson. It's quite funny. So Does he? Yeah, he hates him. Right. Yeah, so he doesn't yeah. go near him. Just doesn't go near Perfect. Him. He will. If Lawson's sleeping, he might come and sit with me. Like he'll jump up on my lap or whatever. But if Lawson as so much as makes a peep, he is fucking gone. Yeah, right. And he's outside. That's actually perfect for you. That's brilliant. Yeah. I carry Lawson around with me. And I don't have to deal with a cat. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> well, my dog and Maeve are our best friends. So yes. it's excellent. The uh, first yeah. meeting was quite interesting. Like we had the baby gate set up. So we had Daisy on one side and then we- Walked Maeve in and introduced them. Yeah, and yeah. like Daisy got a little excited, and yeah. you know, occasionally will pour Maeve where she shouldn't. But yeah, ever since they've been yeah, and best like you buds. just don't leave them together in a room, so they yeah. get up to mischief. We do. Do you do now? Yeah, but like yeah, we trust them now. The yeah, 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 yeah. Like to be honest with you, like before I'd have Lawson in as like a cocooner baby sitting on the couch or whatever, and I wouldn't leave the room if I knew Howie was around. Now I don't yeah, care. Of course. Like yeah, I, yeah. I know he won't do anything, and yeah. like I just got to keep Howie out of the crib. I walk in yeah. there and he's just like sleeping in the crib. I was like, man, oh, shit. No, this is that. not for you. Get out of here. Yeah, no way. Um, yeah, so, I mean, aside from that, that's not everybody, but it was for us at least. I'm burping because I'm drinking beers. <laughs> yeah, Forex bitter. It's actually <laughs> not that bad. Honestly, I thought it would be worse. 
it, honestly, yeah. it's just not that bad. It's like it's not like it's no forest gold. Yeah, forest but, gold, yeah. bloody good. I had a forest gold yesterday, actually. Anyways, enough about uh, my drinking habits. I'm not <clears throat> breastfeeding. Um, so, interestingly enough, how much did you and your family rely on other people when you brought your baby home? Not as much as we should have. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that because of like a feeling that you had or just because it wasn't available? No, it was available. Like my, my family's very supportive. Yeah, I can lean but, on them whenever I need. Yeah. But we People didn't are respectful really... though. They don't just like appear. Yeah, correct. Generally. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, but the sport was there if we needed it. But it's just, I don't know, typical Western culture nowadays is you've got a baby, you do it. Yeah, you know? which I'm not, honestly, dude, I'm not down I with this. I hate it. So they're like lots of other cultures, and we have spoken about this before. Like some cultures literally allow the mother to rest because she's done the work of having yep. a baby. 30 every- days of no chores. Yeah. I think it might, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty confident it's the Indian or Chinese culture. Yeah. It's I one of the two yeah. where literally the, I think it's the father's mum. Yeah. Comes and stays for thir- yep. the whole, the first month. Yeah. Does all the washing, all the cleaning, all the yeah. cooking and whatnot. Yeah. And it's just the mother's job is to rest, recover and yeah. feed the baby. That's it. Yeah. No burping, no dealing with it when it's crying unless yeah. it's to be fed, no changing. Yeah. And it's great. Like it's the best way to go yeah. about it. Like you've just delivered a, a child. I know, dude. And this is the thing too. Like um, there's a lot of expectation. So like we've spoken about this before about how like uh, – you know, back in the day, like potentially you might have in Western culture now, you have like a stay at home mom. It's like, it just whilst it's fine if it happens, right? And like mothers go on maternity leave so that they can look after their kids, but it's just like a huge thing to do to heal, to, to go and look after the baby. Like, I am definitely going to offer this to Lawson's wife or, or if he goes down that avenue and just be like, if you guys need us to like live in and just maintain the house while this is happening, yeah. like just let us know. Yeah, big time. Like, there's no way I'd just be like, "Bang, you deal with it." Right? And like, hopefully, like I will have made good decisions in my life so I can financially do that myself. Like, I'm not saying that everyone has the capacity. To yeah, do of that, course. But I'm yeah. aiming to be in that capacity. Yeah. Um, you know, and just like un- under their like guide, because that's the other thing too. Like, you can't just, in my opinion, this is probably the Western like culture side of it. I don't think you just like breeze in and just be like, "This is what you got to do," blah blah blah. It's just like you tell me what you want me to yeah, do. Yeah, you're there I'll for support it. only. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not. I'm not taking over. I like no. if they're like, "Can you please mow the lawn?" I'll mow the lawn. Yeah. Can you sweep outside. I'll sweep outside. Yeah. You hold the baby. Hundred percent. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. all stuff like that. Like I won't be like, oh, "You're doing it wrong." Yeah. And I don't want to go down too big of a rabbit hole, but I think that's what's missing from the Western culture or what, what else is missing from the Western culture is just that sense of community now. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, the first month we need as much support as we can get. Yeah. But also like growing up, your kids need more than just their mum and dad. Oh, I'm so down. They this. need their family. They need their parents, mates. Yeah. They need everyone to be an influence on their life. Yes. Because Otherwise like we're not perfect. Insular. Yeah. You're not perfect. I'm yeah. not perfect. Our wives aren't perfect. Yeah. We're not gonna instill all the perfect values into our child. Yeah. They need to get it from yeah. multiple good quality adults yes. in their life. So um Yes, and those good quality adults also can have differing opinions and different yeah. ways of doing things. I think that's so important for kids to know from like a young age that like you can disagree. 
You can yeah. do things in multiple ways. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like society is very like rigid and like, you know, like schooling, right? You have to do it the way they say. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't allow for creativity. Yeah, let's not get solving. started on the um, yeah, we'll education system in <laughs> Australia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we both we, we both uh, managed to get through the education system in Australia, so it can't be too bad. But at the same rate, there's always uh, room for improvement. Yeah, big time. Um, rightio. So obviously having everyone around and helping, like we've been pretty good. Like um, my uh, in-laws are awesome and my parents are great too. Like my parents have like quite a big role in my brother's family because he's, uh, well... He's essentially a single parent yep. at the point of recording anyways. So my mum is like, helps a lot with his, he's got young kids uh, and mum's like quite a salient influence on in those kids. So we actually, we didn't want to have like, we didn't want to put pressure on my parents. We didn't want to be like, oh, like, so I just kind of said like, I don't expect anything. But what I found is that like, they actually really enjoy being part of our family because they really get to be grandparents. Yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, and every time I go around, they're just so help- helpful. It's like, yeah, it's really good. How good is I, that? I don't know how to do it without them hey? yeah. and without Renee, Renee's parents. Love it. Yeah, it's good. So speaking of the Western and Eastern cultures and whatnot and how yeah. important that first month is, how long did you take off work? Well, I was kind of lucky, man, because um, 7th of December is Lawson's birthday. So I just took like paternity leave or parental leave or whatever, whatever you want to call it until my normal leave. Yeah. So I only went back to work uh, 4th of January, I think. So basically I had an entire month off. Yeah, nice. And I, if I, if it was viable, which is wasn't really my job, it, but if it was viable, I should have taken more off. Yeah. I did take some some more time off actually. I then took time off again when uh, Renee wanted to start to, to potentially see if she was going to be able to go back to work. Yeah. Okay. So I could support her doing that. And, but she, she wasn't so, you know, that is what it is. But yeah. And I think you brushed on it. I think you should take as long as you physically can. And everyone's oh, circumstances are totally different. Yeah. So if you can only take a week, you take a week. But yeah. if you can manage to take a month or even yeah. two months or three months. Yeah. Like you should. I'd suggest banking up your leave to take it. Big time. If your work's mm. like going to allow you to do that. Yes. 100%. Yeah. And if your financial situation allows for that too, like let's be honest, like not everybody has access to that. Yeah, unless, exactly. You know, but other people have things. But, you know, whatever you can. I guess this is good too because like, you know, we've spoken about like preparing for this. Like this is one of the things that like you'd kind of do want to prepare for because it's such a big change and you just want to be there and like things happen so quickly. Like I can't believe how fat my baby's gotten. Yeah. <laughs> But like looking at him, he's huge, not fat wise. He's actually really tall too. But like when I look back at photos of when he was first born and like he's only 10 weeks, but like in that time, it's just like exponential, like how much he's grown. It's insane. You don't want to miss it. No, you don't want to miss it. And you want to be able to problem solve with your wife and like establish what is like a family norm and know where the challenges are. Yeah. I, um, I went to Germany for two weeks for work in January of 2023. So Maeve would have been like, eight or yeah. nine months and it was only two weeks but Maeve changed so much oh man like it's killer you just yeah. you leave and then you come back and they've grown and yeah, yeah personalities yeah. come out more yeah oh, it's it's so tough it's like there are these like things that happen that you just 
don't want to miss like Lawson, like starting to smile and laugh and stuff like yeah, that, like yeah. or giggle or make his weird noises. Like, yeah. But anyway, so like, once again, it does come down to situation because the other side of that coin that we're talking about is like, you still have responsibility. Like you still have to be able to sustain a job and all that kind of yeah. stuff and like run your household. But yeah, if you can, if you can plan it nicely, I would highly suggest taking off as much time as possible. Yeah. So look, we're looking at the newborn stage, right? Yeah. So I don't know what that is. Probably zero to, Three-ish months, yeah. That's roughly zero to three months. Yeah, that, that's what the clo- what the baby clothes say. Zero to three months. There you let's go. go with that. Yeah, let's run with it. So, challenges we faced. Um, there's plenty. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard time. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Look, to be honest with you, I think it's okay if you don't like it. Um, it's fine well, to not time. like. But yeah, and it's a big change too. So, depending on your personality, depending on your background, it can either be beneficial or not beneficial. So, yeah. how do you find it? We hated it absolutely <laughs> hated it so we've Maeve's nearly two now yeah easily the worst stage for us easily yeah just or you're doing a job yeah like that's what it felt like for us you're not actually gaining anything yet yeah i know and this is the interesting thing because there's no reward like yeah. they're very blobby yeah and cry like yeah, once again my kid's crying because my kid's in a bit of like a regression phase and is like really hard to deal with at the moment like lots of crying in that Quickly, let's yeah. just touch on the app. Wonder Weeks. Oh, Wonder Weeks. It so is good. so accurate. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know good. if it's an Australian app or not. Yeah, I don't know either. We'll honestly, put a link into the bio. I think it it's like twelve good. bucks, so it's an expensive yeah. app, but it's a hundred percent worth it. Essentially, yeah. what it does is it tells you what development phases your yes. newborn's going through. Yeah, and I think there might be ten or eleven, and they call them leaps. Yes, but essentially, it's when your baby's experiencing a high development phase. Yes, and it's bang on. Yeah, like it's pretty accurate. Every like, time Maeve was fussy within the newborn stage, yeah, we would check the app, yeah, and it's like this is day one of this leap. We're like, yes. oh my god, like yeah. there'd never been a day off. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. been like <laughs> bang on, and I it's know. just so good because you go, are we doing something wrong? Let's check Wonder Weeks. No, they're in a development phase. This is just going to be for the next week or the next two weeks or whatever. Yep. And how good is that to quell you to be like, oh, you know, you like sort of say like, do we need to change something? No, you don't. Just yeah. write it out like it's going to be a tough time. So, like, is that the approach you ended up taking, like, in that early? Like, because you guys hated it in the beginning. Yeah. So, like, what did you do to get through it? Oh, I think we just hunkered down, mate. Yeah. Hunkered down and dealt with it. I, this is going to sound real wankish, but I, like, pride myself on my resilience. Stoicism. You're, it, like, you're a I'm stoic. I'm very stoic, guy, yeah. right? Um, we should do a podcast on stoicism and, like, all that kind of stuff. It's a good idea. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, essentially just deal with it and get through I'm a the next day. Ninja. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I think like what we kept reminding ourselves is we only have to deal with today. Yeah. Get through the day. Yeah. Get through the day. Yeah. And yeah, then that's what it is. Six months later is great. And do you know what? One of the biggest <laughs> things I found out in the beginning is that like for some reason you can have a bad night and then the morning brings relief. Yeah, definitely. So, like, it's not like... Something to do with nighttime, your anxiety just heightens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's because you know that you should be sleeping and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But, like, you know, there are days that are difficult and you want to be able to just, like... The other day, like, Lawson was just so fussy. No matter which way I held him, he was just, like, more and more upset. And I was like, there's nothing I can do here. Like, And then at some point you just go, well, I mean, he's fine. Yeah, I just in this stage is like, is he peeing? Yes. Is he pooing? Yes. Is he crying? Well, he's breathing. 
right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, is there anything that can be hurting him? No. Yeah. He's changed. He's fed. Yeah. Not and, much else you can do. And I think it was the Wonder Weeks app, or maybe it's just what I read online, but it was sort of saying like, your, at this point when he was fussing, it was like, your baby is becoming more and more aware of his surroundings and that can be a daunting stage. And I was like, that's yeah, really interesting. Okay. Like, imagine being like, becoming more and more like cognitive and then being like, what the hell's going on? And your parents trying to like soothe you by taking you for a walk <laughs> yeah, and you've seen all these trees life. going past you're like oh, what the fuck yeah but it's kind of like the matrix hey like imagine you just got pulled out of this like simulation and you were in like the matrix like you'd freak the hell out too yeah, you know what time. i mean i'm like yeah. the sense here, that's what's happening with the baby too so yeah yeah it's just like another reason like you know i think if you just lean back on like is he like if they don't have a fever if they're peeing pooing and eating for the most part and like sometimes they can be bad at doing those things and still be okay yeah i think you just got to remind yourself it's like ah it's just like it, it's part anyone of who has a job has to do things that are difficult and that they don't want to do. And yeah, I think exactly. this is just part of it. <clears throat> yeah. And for for us, like um, we've been pretty good. We've had our days that have been like really tough. Um, but you know, I don't know. Like, yeah. And I think when that happens, it's like you just got to also be really nice to your partner. Do you oh, know what yeah. Renee's really good at? She goes like, "Oh, I'm just like uh, on edge today." Yeah, like hundred percent. She'll let me know if she yep. feels like she's got a short fuse. Yeah, it's a little tactic. You come home from work. Yeah, and both you and your partner tell each other yeah. how you're going. Rate yeah. yourself out of a hundred. Yeah, energy level or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and if one of you is at an eighty and one of it uses at a twenty, yeah, the twenty goes for a walk. Yeah, the eighty deals with bub. Yes, if you both at a twenty, you go okay. Yeah, sometimes how you do have we to dig how deep. do we deal with this tonight yeah. then if we're both at the same yeah low level. Because sometimes Renee will be like, oh, did you sleep well last night? Because, like, she she doesn't wake me when she does, the, like, midnight feeds. But I do the last feed and the first feed. So that's, like, at 9 p.m. and at, like, 5 in the morning. Yeah. Oftentimes. And sometimes she's like, oh, because she'll see me sleeping very well while she's breastfeeding and assume I slept well. And I could have had, like, the worst night's sleep. She's like, how did you yeah. sleep? I was like, oh, bloody terrible. <laughs> and then you can see, like, how disappointed she gets because, like, yeah. she wants me to say, like, but, yeah, I, you know, there fine. are days like, wait, just, well, what, like, I mean, you just got to push through. Yeah. And probably something a bit more, just to change topic, so something a bit more tangible to give our, our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And I know just you, saying toughen up, how tough yeah. it is. <laughs> I know you, ha- you and Renee haven't really gone down this path, but what we noticed with Maeve, lit- I think it was day two or day three. Mm. So after the second night, we were leaving hospital and like nothing we could do could settle her. Yeah. And we noticed that she was overtired. And as soon as Maeve got overtired, we were fucked. Yeah. Like there was no coming back from it. Oh, man. Um, so we probably worried a bit too much about her sleep. Yeah. But you really need to learn their tired cues. Yes. And get them down. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember so exactly like what the right time from the beginning. Right from the beginning. This is such a good thing to talk about because like our situation is so vastly different. Yeah. Like I know of a night time. Like Lawson just falls asleep when he's tired. Yeah. Like I don't struggle to do it. In the beginning, like I did suspect, and I'd like take him outside so he closed his eyes. Yeah. But, right. Like when you try to get him to actually nap during the day, like I kind of like you know you rub his head or like caress his yeah, head yeah, just yeah. to let him know you're there and then like if you go to his eyebrows it like makes him close his eyes yeah i've done that but it's not like i think you guys were a lot more regimented with this yeah we were yeah, yeah. um because we had to to be honest like the first week was just brutal because we had no idea what we were doing oh big time. and like we didn't know how much she needed to sleep yeah and um she just got in this vicious overtired cycle where you couldn't break her out of it um so yeah we- 
just do a little bit of research if you're a newly expecting parent on yeah. wake windows and yes. um, tired cues just so that you can see it in your baby and yeah. try and not allow them to get overtired. Don't yeah. be uber strict about it, I don't think. Yeah. But um, just be aware of what their tired cues are. So if yeah. they're like rubbing their eyes, yawning and whatnot, yeah. if they're not focusing at all, that's probably a bit later on. It's not the newborn stage, but yeah, when they're, they're, they're getting a bit older. at the beginning. It's yeah. hard to get like good things there. But It like, is, but definitely know their wake windows. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't remember. Newborn yeah. stage, it might be like every hour and a half they're sleeping or something. Yeah. So I literally wake, feed, change. Sleep. Sleep. Wake, feed, change. Yeah, yeah exactly. Much. Yeah. And just like, you know, because every baby is different because we've got friends who like say that up like every 45 minutes at night. And like, you just have to remember like there is tolerance in the, like, it's not rigid. It's none of this is ever rigid. There's no. always tolerance in it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just. Yeah, I agree. Have a look at it. See how you go. If you, if they're not sleep, like you think they should be sleeping more, they might need to sleep more. Yeah, something we actually haven't written on the run sheet, so we'll see how we go with this. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, how to get your baby to sleep. Like, yeah. What do you like? Do you have any tactics on how to get them asleep? Like swaddle. Yeah. So, so I think there's like the four S's or something. I can't remember them for the life of me. Swaddle. Sway. Sway. Yeah. Shush. Yeah. So shh. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sound. I think it might be sound, like a white white noise machine or a pink noise machine. Yeah. Yeah. So we use white noise, but we're also loud, and we also have the belief that our kids should be able to sleep underneath a table in a pub. Yeah. So we go out and do stuff and get him to sleep. Like you know, we might push him in a pram. Yeah. Like little things, but but we don't specifically do like it's just wherever. Like when he kicks off and he's like not sleeping and he's like slightly overtired. I put him in the pram and go for a run and he inevitably falls asleep yeah. doing that. So like there's like these little things like that, but like getting him to sleep in his thing, like I don't know if I do that much. Yeah. I rock actually. The rocking chair in his like, oh, highly recommended rocking chair. Yeah. It's, it's just like somatically very pleasing to just rock back and forth. Anyways. I think I might need to invest in one. Dude, you this definitely time do. Around, yeah, please do. I highly may, may have had to be moving. Yeah. But we didn't have a rocking chair, so it meant I was standing up. This gets Renee because I know Renee doesn't like, so he'll be kicking off, and like I know she's probably got up and like like walked around with him, but she's like knackered and she just wants to watch her show, and yeah. I'll watch her not get up. And like sort of like swaddle the kid or whatever, just try and move. And like, you know, it's just difficult. But if you've got a rocking chair, you can like sit down and be able to do yeah, that. Love so, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a goer, I think. One hundred percent. Um, look, we should address this, right? So for our partners, uh, in that first six weeks or 10 weeks after a uh, baby's born, it's quite important to keep an eye out for uh, postnatal depression. Yep. So statistically, the National Institute of Health says that the occurrence rate of uh, postnatal depression is between 6.5% and 20%, right? right. So, but you do talk about it. So let's, let's just call it a one in five um, likelihood. So you're more than likely to be okay. But I think the more you prepare and the be- like, the more you are relaxed at the approach. Like don't have any yeah. pre-thought ideas. It's yeah. interesting me saying that because we haven't really had to deal with this no, a- at no. all. Uh, and the thing is, it is also ho- like hormonal. So yeah, big time. I have a feeling like you can do things and it's just going to happen anyway. So you've just got to be aware of it. Yeah. Um, and it can be a tough time. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Brie will mind me sharing that she suffered from postnatal depression. Yeah. I won't go into the story because it's not my story to tell, right? Yeah. Um, but definitely keep an eye out. 
um, it can definitely be hormonal. Yeah. Like Breeze was clearly hormonal. Yes. Or like chemical changes, which is hormones. Yes. Um, so yeah, definitely keep a lookout, but don't get postnatal depression mixed up with baby blues. Yeah. Cause baby blues mm-hmm. are like quite common. Cause once again, you have a massive hormonal shift. Yeah. Right. And baby blues typically happens in the first week. Yes. Usually day three to five. It's got something to do with the milk coming in too, I've heard as well. Like at least if it correlates on a time period. So when you go from colostrum to breast right. milk. I don't I think. think they actually know. Yeah, Doctors okay. just sort of hazarded a guess that it's, um, yeah, hormonal changes from delivering Maybe you're just bloody exhausted. Yeah, all that. that. Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, roughly 80% of women will go through baby blues. Yeah. So yeah, don't, don't get alarmed if your wife's experiencing baby blues and go, oh my God. She's yep. got postnatal depression. So this is a really interesting point, right? And I think like just logically when you look at it, you're trying to figure out, like always reach out. Like always one three health if you live like in Queensland, it's like a great number or like Australia, you can call that number yep. and you'll get help and stuff like that for anything medical related. But like if you're unsure, ask somebody. But I also think like, you know, if you think logically and reasonably, like oftentimes that's a bit of like a dad job, if I could say that as a bit of a cliche, but like baby blues, like you're doing something that is probably the most difficult thing you've ever done in your life. Yeah, big time. Right. You're doing it sleep deprived. And most people like, except in their, like when they're 18, 19, 20 or 21, if you're in America, you're out partying. That's the only time you ever sleep deprived and you sleep until like three the next day. Yeah. And your Whereas body you, can handle it. And your body can handle it, yeah. Whereas this doesn't, like, it doesn't really happen, like, with kids. Like, you can be tired, you can be upset. And the thing is, the other thing I really want to say is, like, it is totally okay to have had a gutful of your kid. Yeah, big time. <laughs> 100%. Like, he was, like, crying the other day. And I was like, fucking hell. I like, I just, I don't want to do this now. I'm yeah. tired from work. I'm stressed from work. Like, I can't get him to settle down. I just want to shower and get in bed. And he was just kicking off. Yeah, you and mentioned like, it earlier. If you've ticked all the boxes, yes, change, fed, happy, yeah. put them in the cot. Yes. If you can't deal with it anymore, yeah, put them in the cot. Yeah, for ten minutes. Somebody said, let to me, them cry it out because yeah. you're going to be a better parent if yep. you're calmed down. Yeah, exactly. So what's the point of you stressing holding a crying baby? Yeah, exactly. They're safe. Yeah, they've got everything that they could possibly ask yeah. for. Just Don't put make them a down. Cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. Somebody said to me, nobody cry- uh, dies from crying, and that's true. All right. And the other thing, because there is a lot of people, so like, and it's fine. Everybody can subscribe to the way that they want to do whatever, but there are, there's a school of thought where crying it out is not acceptable. And so in my personal opinion, right. And this is what we most likely do with Lawson is that the, it's both the positive and the negative experiences in your life that teach you things. Yeah. Right. So it is okay for things to be uncomfortable. And if the baby's crying because he's uncomfortable because for whatever reason, like I don't feel like it's going to be that detrimental to them. And I also feel like if later on it becomes detrimental, like we would intervene, like, you know, you would pay for our kid to go to a psych. Do you know what I mean? 100%. So like, I just kind of like, at least that's the way I said, like, I think it's just more of, it's not a cut and dry approach. I don't think it's like, oh, you can, you know, a lot of people, you know, talk about attachment theory and all this kind of stuff. And that's fine if you want to do that. But like, as you say, I think it's important for like everybody's mental health. Like if it's really getting you down, like just take a minute. Yeah. No, totally agree. All right. So just quickly on baby blues, if you don't have any idea what we're talking about, it's essentially just a moment in time, usually three to five days post-birth where- your wife's experiencing a lot of hormonal changes and essentially they cry. 
Yeah. They cry a lot. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially they're just miserable. Yeah. Um, for no reason. Yes. They can't tell you why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's been like that before. <laughs> yeah, we've experienced it a few times. Um, All right, mate. So, look, we've talked a lot of garb this episode. Yeah, plenty. But trying to think of a new dad who's got no idea what they're walking into, right? Yeah. The newborn stage, the baby literally does bugger all. Yeah. They're going to eat. Yep. Then you're going to burp them. Yep. Maybe change them. Yep. Then they're going to sleep. Yep, that's pretty much it. Then they're going to wake up. Repeat. And they're going to eat. Yeah. They're going to burp. Yeah. They're going to change. And yep. go back to sleep. Yeah. You get bloody good at changing nappies. I can tell you yeah. that much. That's pretty much all you do. So yeah. if you're going, what the fuck do I do with this kid? That's pretty much it. Yeah. And you, you're pretty- um... Yeah, you'll be sorted. If you can. If you master <laughs> yeah. the first round of that, then yeah. you'll be good for that another 8,000 rounds <laughs> yeah, of that. Exactly. Yeah. The and you're, is- not, you're not going to sleep much, essentially. Yeah. That's well, you could what, get lucky. You could get you lucky. You could. And for well, those of you that do get lucky, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I slept more than you did, to be honest with you. Yeah. The yeah. other thing too, just like with, um, if you have a, like, so girls and boys, nappy changes, get good at it. Make sure you're cleaning them. Don't leave poop too long. It's caustic, right? Yeah. It can damage their skin. Uh, that's what nappy rash is. Uh, if you, they are damaged, use like the products you can put on their skin, like Sudacream is a good one. Yeah. Uh, They'll have plenty of nappy rash in their time. Yeah, exactly. So stock up on cream. Uh, girls. Right. If you're going to wipe a girl's backside, yep. don't go from back to front. Correct. Okay. You don't want to move poop anywhere up near the genitalia because you can get yep. cross-contamination and that can cause And it's going to get in there inevitably. Yes. So don't feel weird cleaning it out. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, like it should be. Just get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Because it can be weird the first time around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. It can be yeah. weird. You're a dad now though. And like yeah. you, you got to do, you got to sort that out. So you clean. Make sure everything's clean. You don't want to leave anything behind. Same goes for um, like uh, boys too, right? You just got it's less of an issue for them. They don't get UTIs as easily as women do. Uh, urinary tract infections, that's what that is. Um, but you've got to make sure you just get in all the folds. Like particularly like my little um, chubby little bubby at the moment. He's got like <laughs> skin folds everywhere. Yeah, right. oh, it's, like, you've got to clean them out. But um, yeah, we bath them too and like, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's so weird to think about changing a different gender to what you've currently got. Like yeah, even yeah, as a male, yeah. because I've got a daughter, I'm like, oh my god, imagine changing it. Yeah, little boy's nappy. That would be so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's a learning experience, eh? Hey? Yeah. Any advice re um, changing your boy's nappy? I know they can typically uh, pee on themselves. On. Put a helmet on. Uh, maybe face mask, gas mask. Yeah, okay. Um, he <laughs> he peed on my mother-in-law's mouth uh, yesterday. Nice. Or the day before. Um, I blamed her, of course. I said, your fault. <laughs> no, like, look, they, they do pee. So, like, we've got a friend who uses this technique where he puts a wet wipe just, like, above, like, uh, their, yeah, just, like, sort of, like, above. Well, on like, their belly. On their belly, yeah. essentially. Just a little bit lower on their belly. And it, like, is supposed to make them pee. It doesn't work for our fella. He just pees. Oh, and, right. Yeah. Sorry, I assume you meant put it on their belly. Take the nappy off because usually boys, right? Yeah. When you take the nappy off, cool air comes in and they typically yeah. wee, right? Yeah. But so the idea, so this is Josh, right? Our friend. Right. They get the wet wipe, which is naturally wet and cooler. And they place that just below the belly. Got you. And then they put the nappy back on and then that's supposed to cause the peeing. Right. But it doesn't really work with him, like my boy. So like we just, tr- I just try and change as quick as possible. Yeah. Okay. And just watch him. <clears throat> like don't have him like when you lift his legs up, don't have it like that too long. Cause I've had like pissed on his own head before. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I was like, takes after he's dead. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so old bubbler. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, that's annoying when that happens because then you've got to change him and you've got to clean him yeah, up. Yeah, pain in the ass. can only imagine. Okay. All right, mate. So what, what can we do for our kids, I guess, at this stage to help their development? Help your wife. Yeah. Which is ironic because I know my wife would like some help right now and we're sitting in a room doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, look, help your wife. Uh, learn, definitely, you should be changing nappies. You should be taking some time off work oh, if you of can course. handle it. You should be trying to help get your uh, your um, baby to sleep. I got up at night time in the first, like while I was off, you get up with your wife. Yeah. It's way easier as a team. Yeah. And, and as we, fun. Yeah, as we suggested earlier, if you can get them on bottles and you're pumping, yeah. you can do a feed overnight. Yeah. So- I don't know if Lawson's down to it yet, but they eventually get down to two feeds. Yeah, he's getting close to or it. Or even if they're doing three. Like We had a six-hour sleep last night. Nice. Yeah, how good So good. Yeah. Um, but even the three feeds or yeah. four, you just tag team it. Yeah. And then at least you get point. like a decent chunk of sleep. Well, so interestingly enough, I don't know if I actually properly mentioned this before. At about nine o'clock, I put him down to sleep and I've like Renee's have, would have gone to bed by like whatever time, depending on how tired she is. But I do the last feed and then anytime after four 30, I will get up and do the first feed of the day yep. and let her actually have two, three hours of sleep. Yeah. Nice. Like, cause sometimes he falls back asleep and I can just do some work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's a good recommendation. Brilliant. Too. Other things you can do for your baby is tummy time. Yeah. So obviously they don't really have any neck muscles when they're born. Yeah. And their head's very floppy. Oh so- yeah, protecting the neck. That's interesting. You got to make the head is really floppy. So you always yeah. when you're moving them and while before they build that strength and then tummy time helps them build the strength. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They not only their neck but their core strength. Yeah. Um I don't it helps know what they're fart when he's when he's having some gas Yeah, troubles. nice. Yeah, I that's put a good him idea tummy actually. Time and, he's like, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, nice. nice. Yeah. Perfect. Um I don't know what the recommendation is, but whenever you can, no, get them away, on their belly. They say straight away, just for short periods of time. Yeah. This is another thing that I've got a little theory about. When you put your baby in tummy time, sometimes they don't like it. And I thought about this. I was like, oh, I feel bad, Mike. He's obviously not that happy. However, when I go to the gym, I also cry and fart. Do you know what I mean? Like going to the gym is hard work, you know, and you feel great afterwards and it's good for you. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know if this is just me and like, feel free to like hit us up on the- You just want your child to be going through pain, mate. (laughs) (laughs) No, but there is a value to like hard work. It's delayed gratification and I'm teaching him at the the age of two, (laughs) two weeks. Yeah. But But don't you think- Like tummy time doesn't need to be on the ground. Like put him on your belly. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, yeah. or like we like, prop him up on something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's plenty of ways to do it. So, oh, you're a clever boy. Yeah, mate, got all the tips and tricks. All right, that's pretty good. Um, I can't really think of anything else. One thing that's really difficult for us to like that ruins the emotions is like you make dinner and then he'll kick off, yeah. and then one's holding the baby while the other one's eating. So inevitably, one, one shovels their food down and the other one has cold food. Yeah, and you just alternate that like. The one thing I miss, like I, I'm not a doomsday prophet. I've really enjoyed the experience so far. Even the bad times, like they're all right. But like um, just I'd love to have a warm meal. Where I could just sit and eat the whole thing too with my wife. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, it's totally. weird, those little things that, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, unfortunately. Because yeah. I remember when we started putting Maeve down around dinner time Yeah, for her overnight sleep. Yes. She wouldn't sleep overnight, but, yeah. you know, it was her overnight With sleep. With intent, yeah. When, when she sort of had that circadian rhythm built in, yeah. where she was having overnight sleeps now, yeah, rather than just general naps, yeah, she would always go to sleep around bedtime. Yeah. And I would always eat first because I eat quickly. Yeah. 
So I'd go, Brie, just let me eat dinner real quick while yeah. it's warm. <laughs> and yours will still be warm by the time I'm done. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah, we yeah. can trade. Uh, good but point. yeah, I have a feeling um, you might be going through that a bit longer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry, mate. No, it is what it is. You do what you can. Uh, that's what a microwave's meant for. Um, so what do you reckon? Should we go into dad hacks? Let's do it. Dude, I've got, um, I've got a, what do you call it? A superfluous, an extra dad hack for free. Right. Uh, buy one, get one free here. I've got a, uh, so a mate of mine um, and honorary dad club men- member, Alex, I uh, used to work with this guy and his wife works, is a midwife and works with Bree. He hit me up the other day and he sends me through these photos about how he's modified the pram so that the bassinet sits high enough. Cause like the problem with our pram, he's got the same pram as us. And like, I, I'll have to actually write down exactly what he did, but this is a hack. Cause he was like, he reckons he was sitting there like filing one of the uh, like connector pieces. Yeah. And he's managed to make one so that he's, he's basically given his pram a raise. Yeah. He must've so- cut, cut the adapter off. Yeah. Put a extra little shim in. Yeah. And then welded it or something. No, so he didn't. He hasn't welded anything. It's just the plastic connector that right. he's, he's used. But I'm going to put it on the Instagram because, like, I was like, that's so clever. Because that's part of the reason we don't use the bassinet enough because it's like too low. It, like hurts you back to put him in there. And this is like it's, it's <laughs> oh, a good- mate. You're talking about putting your kid in the pain cave, and now you're worried about hurting your back, putting him in a bassinet that's too low. <laughs> yeah, Come I know. on. <laughs> it was not for me. Like it's more for Renee. Um, but like I get what you're saying. Don't you want her to be in the pain cave, mate? <laughs> Come on. But either way, this is a good hack and I'm going to yeah, put nah, it up. But love it. I'll love tell it. you about my legit hack, which I will argue. Alex, thank you for sending that through, by the way. But this is a better hack. And Alex, I think you might actually enjoy this because, right, should I get my wife in to explain this one? Yeah, sure. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I've basically swapped Dave out uh, for my wife. When you talk in the, in the mic, just make sure your nose is roughly up at the pop filter. Yeah, beautiful. Smells like Dave's breath. <laughs> oh, lucky girl. <laughs> lucky girl. So this is uh, the backbone of my household, Renee. Uh, now, honestly, my dad hack of the day, right? I said to you, I'm tired of getting a haircut, right? And what did you think when I started saying that? Here we fucking go again. (laughs) (laughs) So my dad hack is to cut my own hair, right? And so I said to Renee, I was like, oh, at first I was like, I'll see if I can get like Renee to cut my hair for me because like it's annoying to go get a haircut. But then I was like, oh, no, bucket, I'll just do it myself. And I was like, Renee, I'm going to cut my own hair. (laughs) Basically what he did was save time. No, sorry, save money. Yep. By spending more time doing something. <laughs> Which is still a win. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like how did you like after I cut my hair for the first time, what was your uh what was your reaction? Surprisingly you did a good job. Yeah, thank you. I feel so vindicated. I wasn't expecting much at yeah. all to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what, it was alright. <laughs> I'd probably still spend the thirty dollars down at Just Cuts, <laughs> but it's like 50 you bucks did. now. <laughs> Better than my hair. And I will argue, right, so I spent the time doing it myself, but it means I don't have to get in the car, go and drive down, and then get a haircut done, like a wait around and get a haircut and then drive back. Instead, you just spend like two hours in the bathroom while yeah, and then me I gotta- and the baby are asleep. <laughs> yeah. And then I have to like clean the bathroom because there's fucking hair everywhere. Let me just say that he did leave hair throughout the entire house when he did it. <laughs> Well, and the reason I did is because you asked me to get your water bottle when I had hair all over my back. (laughs) Uh, Well, you're a good sport. 
Thanks, mate. Yeah. I'm going to go look after our child now. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap up soon. So our, our, our house at the moment is basically like a kindergarten. So, like, I swapped Dave out with my wife then so that Dave can look after one of the kids. <laughs> but essentially, I said I got Renee to explain yeah. that my dad hack was to cut my own hair. Yeah. And I will put this up on the Insta because it is a fucking hack. Have you got anyone to clean it up since? Nah. I cleaned it up. So I actually cleaned it up. There were like little bits and bobs like afterwards, retrospectively. I was like, oh, I don't like that. Let me just clean it up. Yeah, because a, a week ago confidence. today we were at tennis and you showed me. Yeah. And it looked very good, but the back was questionable. Yeah. so Not I, questionable, but you know. The, the back. A barber clearly hadn't done it. Yeah. yeah. My, my point of this is like I've paid for worse haircuts than that one. Oh, yeah. But the reason I didn't cut it very well is because re- like at the crown of your head is really difficult to see. Real hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, honestly, afterwards I went back and actually just used the scissors to neaten it up and I did like it was fine. It, once I was like less nervous, but I started, I was like shaking my hand. Scissors at the back. No, yeah. So like at the crown you use scissors. Yeah, okay. Like just right at the so clip is pretty much all the way up. But yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Honestly, there is a YouTube vid that I'll put in the bio that shows you. And the other thing I'll put, like, it just shows you how to do it. It's not that hard. Yeah, like, right. like, every barber's going to be like, I hate this dude. I'll never cut his hair ever. <laughs> um, but, like, when I bought the clippers for the same amount of money I pay for a haircut, it had this, like, fold-out piece of paper that, like, it had no words. It just showed the regions of the hair. And yeah, it okay. basically had a legend to show cut short to long. Yeah, <laughs> I was right. like, how can I hold... Job, career. Whoa, woo. Be, be, Come on. No, 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 I'm not having a go at them. I'm having a go at the fact that, the, the, like, that the yeah, it was oversimplified right. okay. like that. Yeah, right. Because to be fair, like, I do think a barber does a far better job if I get the right one. Because the other thing is, like... There I, are some terrible barbers out there. Yeah, there are. And there are barbers that don't listen as well. So, like, I've spoken to... Uh, like, I've got a couple of people. But there's that one lady and she cuts my hair so well. I have to say, like, Beck, she's great. Like, if I see her, I'll actually get her to cut my hair. At the moment, like, every couple of months, I probably will get her to just neaten, like, just to, like, repair my fuck-ups. Yeah, um, nice. And then, it, like, it keeps me on the straight and narrow. But I will be cutting my That's hair. That's the risk. Now. Yeah. Because if you accidentally cut one part too short... Yeah. Coming back from that takes a long time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I know. if you get a shit haircut, yeah. it's so long until you have a good haircut yeah. again. Yeah. It's the worst. I know. Yeah. So what I did is like I made sure everything was longer than it us- my usual haircut so that I could always go get it fixed. Yeah, cool. But yeah, that's me. That's my bloody thing. Go for it. Nice, mate. All right. So you're probably not at this stage yet, but this dad hack is when you got toddlers, right? Yeah. So with you right now, when you're doing chores, John... And it's just you in the house with Lawson. Yeah. You know, you can put him in a bub nest or your, I don't know what you call it, the um, mattress that holds him. The cocooner baby. The cocooner baby. So yeah. we had the, a bub's nest, which is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And you, you can do chores and know that he's not going to move. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, obviously, you stay in the vicinity, but you can do chores. You can fold washing, you can vacuum, yeah. et cetera. Gets infinitely harder when you've got a toddler who's yeah. moving around. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because you've got to watch them. Yes. So this hack is to get your toddler involved yeah. in the chores you're doing, right? Yeah. And the first time you do it, it's really annoying because the chore takes forever. Yeah. Like vacuuming takes so long now. Yes. Um, but even like cooking, like we've got a, it's called a learning tower. You yes. essentially push it up to a bench and your toddler can climb it. Yeah. And this is essentially standing at the same level as you. Yeah, so they so can you, see what you're you can, doing. Yeah, they can see what you're doing or even help. Like you need something stirred. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, get your toddlers involved. It's going to take a lot longer 
but it's also proven to help your child. Yes. So innately, children want to help. Yes. Right. They they don't want to be annoying. Yeah. Really frustrating like- humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they want to help, right? Yeah. Um, but also getting kids involved in chores at a young age has proven to improve them academically yeah, and their nice. problem solving skills. Yeah, I like it. I can see how that happens. Um, and to be honest, if you don't get them involved, you essentially don't do the chore. So the yeah. chore doesn't get done. Yeah. So, you know. So I've heard like this thing where like if you're tidying, like just to make it easy on you, you get them to just get whatever's on the floor and put it on the table. Yeah, and cool. And so it's really simple. So you go yeah. like, oh, it's just, you don't, you don't have to do anything. It's easy to understand. Put anything on the floor, on the table. And then when they do that, you don't have to bend down. Yeah, and nice. then so you do the like more complicated like that's like I always thought I'll like I'll try and use that but that is a good dad yeah. hack. Put I, them to work as quick as possible is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I usually just like if it's something simple like putting something in the bin, I won't tell Maeve to put that in the bin. Yeah. I'll say, can you help Dad yeah. open the bin door, please? Yes, and she yeah. hears help. I think she just the way you word it. Yeah, they want to do it. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, whereas if you're demanding something, yeah, that's when they're going to rebel. Yeah, and I tantrum. It, yeah, like, yeah, like if it, if you make it like a game or a teamwork thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's the hack you can for the hold week, me accountable as Lawson gets bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can be like, you got to get him doing chores. I want him out there mowing the barefoot, lawn, mowing the lawn, whippersnippering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. All right, Maggie. Well, we've gone over time by a number of minutes. This is going to be the longest yet, I think. Yeah. Yeah, big time. It's good. Anyways, though. have fun with your new kid. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm very excited, actually. Dude, with I'm Maeve, so excited. With Maeve, I was scared. Yeah. Whereas this time, I'm super pumped. Yeah, you know what it's and like. And we're not finding out the gender. So you after our discussions last week or the it, week before. This is, uh, like, beyond me. But anyhow, Same. it's not my it's choice. It's beyond me it's as well, mate. Choice. It's not my choice either. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Oh, well. So, look, if you like this podcast, give it a like. Yep. Subscribe. Tell someone about tell it. Tell someone. Yeah. And we'll... um. Keep oh, delivering. Actually, just people go, we've got like a bunch of new listeners. So thank you to the new listeners. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Pommy, my mate from school from like 14 years ago, like hit me up on LinkedIn of all places. And it was like, oh, I've been enjoying the podcast. You bloody legend. Thank nice. you for that. That's so good. Yeah. And we've got people from like New Caledonia, people from uh, France listening. Yeah. Now. We're in Africa, Europe, yeah, Asia, everywhere. Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> where else? We had some other like. Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. Yep. Yeah. Argentina, Mexico. No one from Brazil yet. Oh. You think we'd be... Your game up Like heaps of South American countries, but not Brazil. And you'd think the most populated country down there. Yeah. You'd get a few listens. Yeah. Maybe they're just like, oh, this is rubbish. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Anyhow. Till next time. Yeah. Hooroo. Gotcha. Bye. That wasn't a very um, happy bye, mate.